All right, everybody. Hi there. This is American Whiskey Jesus, and you are here to drink with me, and not just me. Also, Merdina Flummery. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> this time, we are drinking Balcones Baby Blue Whiskey, which we're going to open in a second, and we're going to drink. Merdina, are you excited? I am very excited for a variety of reasons, yeah? including that we are drinking a Texas whiskey. That's right. I didn't know that was a thing. Whiskey a thing. from Texas. Oh, it's a thing. And then the girl in me is pretty excited about how pretty the bottle is. Are, are you going to post? You're going to post some. Oh, I'm definitely going to tweet some photos. As always, background sounds are us actually opening the bottle and things like that. So don't be alarmed. Don't call nine one one or anything. It's just sounds related to drinking whiskey. And if you'd like to see my photos on Twitter, I'm at m flummery m. F-L-U-M-M-E-R-Y. So you can see my cool photos from Drink With Me. And the website is AmericanWhiskeyJesus.com. Whiskey with Noe, and we've talked about that before, so you can you can go back into the archives and learn about that. All right. <laughs> Merdina, are you ready? I am so ready All for right. some baby blue. I'm going to open this bottle of Balcones Baby Blue corn whiskey. It's mm. a shy bottle. It doesn't have to announce itself. Dear Lord. That smells good. Oh, that smells good. This it's smells... Really good. It <clears throat> smells sweet and mild. You should open your bottle. It should be open by now. And uh, you know, we're gonna, I'm just going to pour these. All right. It's a nice dark color, not overly dark. Yeah, it's sort of like a medium yeah. whiskey color, I would say. I have been eyeing this bottle on my counter for the last week or so. I'm very impressed with your fortitude <laughs> that you waited for me. Give that a smell. Okay, a little smell, a, a little swizzle swirl. it around. If you like to look mm. at the the legs, you know how do you, have you ever heard people that, talk about the legs? Right. But that, is that wine? Is that a thing in whiskey? No, it's a thing, yeah. Because you can see how it it sort of drizzles down the side of the glass. Oh, it is beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. And it, this one, you know, it's got a nice. It's, it clings to the glass pretty well. I like it. Can we drink it yet? I think we should. All right, let's drink here. Uh, uh Slanja. Okay, we need a Texas one. Texas one. Yeehaw. I don't know. That, what, what do they what, say? In, you know, I don't know if you realize this, American Whiskey Jesus. I'm part Texan. Are you? By, by way, way of, of Canada? Canada? Oh, that's what I figured. So um, I, I think I would just say yeehaw. Yeehaw. And All right. Here's mud in your eye. I really like that. Oh, that's great. That's really, really good. I'm going to put, uh, I'm gonna put some water in this. The way that we talk about whiskey here at American Whiskey Jesus is that... You drink whiskey the way you want to drink it. It's up to you. We're not we're not snobby about it. But the way we're drinking it today, and the way that if you want to follow along with us, that we recommend is just drink it as it is, or put a little water in it. Either just take some water, you know, out of a, a bottle of water. Or we've got a little cup with some, you know, purified water in it that we're just kind of dribbling into the glass. But whatever you want to do, the water actually changes the whiskey. Not only because it's a little less alcohol by volume, but also because the waters open up the the various the the chemical content of the whiskey changes a little bit because of the water and the flavors change. And I have to say, as much as that sounds like bullshit, it's not. I do taste a difference. I just dropped in, I don't know, a teaspoon of water and I took another drink and it's a slightly different experience. Yeah. And for a lot of whiskeys, that little bit of like 30 seconds of letting the water sit in there and kind of do its thing chemically just changes it and oftentimes really makes uh, something else come out of the that original flavor it strikes me as slightly easier to drink yeah and yet oddly more flavorful yeah okay i think i think it's good if i were at home i'd probably drop an ice cube in it 
You could definitely do that. And I think with American whiskeys in particular, they are well suited to ice. Mm, They're I well suited that. to ice. I mean, that's a, a gross generality, of which I have many. <laughs> I traffic in gross generalities on a regular basis. I have long known this about you. Yes. But that, that's because it's effective. Uh, but let's talk about this. Let's talk about this particular whiskey. So one thing I should say is Balcones is one of my very favorites. And this name, Balcones, like it doesn't seem Texas to me. Well, is it Spanish? I think it's Spanish. It's Spanish, okay. really. I don't know the origin of the name. I will ask them. Maybe you should ask them on Twitter right All now. All right. I will do that. Yeah. Merdina is going to ask the Balcones guys about the name. But um, what's interesting about these guys is they've only been in business for about 10 years. Oh, so they're they're babies themselves. They're babies themselves, but they're like super babies, like those movies where the baby is, yeah. you know, has like a giant head and and rules the world. <laughs> right, absolutely. Has that been a, a movie? Well, it's kind of like the the new Incredibles movie. They have a super baby. Do they? Yeah, sure. I mean, I if there has never been a movie where a baby had a giant head and ruled the world because it was super intelligent, there really should be. Well, yeah, I think giant we should get on that baby head. Yeah, super baby head. And Balcones very similarly, mm -hmm. is a super smart baby whiskey maker. Yeah, so here's the cool thing about Balcones. They went into business, like I said, about 10 years ago. That's them, yeah. Balcones, what is okay. it, at Balcones, uh, at Balcones Whiskey. At Balcones Whiskey. I just, I'm following them now on Twitter. And by the way, what do you notice about how they spell whiskey? No E. They spell it with no E. I continue to be fascinated by the E versus no E. I've been I learning will... that it's a little signal as to who inspired you. That is right. Okay. And the reason I am going to go out on a limb here and say I think I know why Balcones uses no E. And that is that they were originally huge fans of scotch. And their original objective, or one of their original objectives as a, as a company, as a group of dudes was to create a single malt whiskey from Texas. And so they did. Their flagship product, not Baby Blue, their flagship product is Texas malt whiskey. It's a it's the first Texas malt whiskey, as far as I know, the first Texas malt whiskey. So that's very much in the style of scotch. I see. So what is special about that? Is it the Texas? Is it the corn? Well, that would be, since it's a malt whiskey, that would be barley. Okay. So, See, I don't know. I don't know right. what that means. Well, You're telling me malt whiskey. What's malt whiskey means it's barley. Means so it's barley. Malt was, means barley. And we've gone down a, a whiskey hole here, I will say. But That's all right. Um, as but, long as I can drink my way back can, out. You can drink your way. <laughs> as a rule of thumb, yes, you can always drink your way out of a whiskey hole. By the way, I finished number one, and I don't know why American Whiskey Jesus refuses I, to refill talking. my glass. I've been talking. Yeah, you, you, all right. We went down the whiskey hole. Whiskey you hole. forgot to bring the bottle. All right, so... I think the Balcones guys must have come at this from the point of view of kind of emulating scotch at first and doing it in a way that brought a, a whole Texas flair to it, which is cool. They've gone on to produce a whole bunch of interesting stuff, including this. So this one is interesting to me because it's a it's a corn it's 100% uh, corn whiskey, and not just any old corn. It is 100% roasted Hopi blue corn. And is blue corn rare, unusual, different? I mean, it's, it's not. You eat it all the time with guacamole in the form of blue corn tortilla chips. Ooh, or delicious. Yeah, that sounds really good right that now. That does right sound now. good. That would go good I with wonder, some baby blue I whiskey. I wonder if our intern would bring us some 
blue corn tortilla chips. Oh, this is very exciting update yep. here at American Whiskey Jesus podcast. We have hired our first intern, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. So he is helping us out in the booth and hopefully is going to be digging up some blue corn tortilla chips for us. There's a place around the corner that can I know has them. So. Yeah, let's send him. And I could do with a light beer as well. <laughs> Later, Merdina. Later. After, Later. after whiskey. First whiskey, then, then, then light beer. First whiskey, maybe a few occasional blue corn chips. Sure. But, you know. Then, strictly then, only then beer. So this is the uh, this is a Hopi corn. This is the traditional, very very traditional corn. Is that of, Native American? Yeah, Native American. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Uh, what I also think is really cool about Balconis is these guys are not fancy. These are not, uh, or at least I should say, their approach. I want to show you if you go to balconiswhiskey.com. I think you can see here. They don't. It, it's not. It's not super fancy digs. Their warehouse is very, very much a, a working warehouse from, from days gone by. This is great. I love how American this looks yeah. compared to some other European distilleries yeah. that I've looked up online. Which, don't get me wrong, it's fabulous to see that you're making whiskey in a castle or whatever. But that's fine for right. Europe here in America. And by the way, they're in Waco, Texas. So this is okay. a. Very much a, a kind of working class town. This is their, you know, this is the, we're looking at pictures of their pot stills and an old sign in the warehouse that says Texas Fireproof Storage Company, which I, I assume is previous, the previous Right, so it has, it has this great kind of American industrial cool warehouse look. Look at that. I'm digging it. Yeah, we're looking at the outside of the building. There's a big sign on the top that says Balconis. Sure. Brick building with some interesting sconces all the way up and then... A staircase on the outside. It look. It looks yeah. like a turn of the of the twentieth century or maybe later mid century warehouse. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. So they started out with their what did you say the Ameri the, the Texas, Texas single malt single malt mm -hmm. and then so baby blue is even more of a baby than That's right. for Balcones. That's right. Um, but I, so I think it's great. I think the spirit of what they're doing is just absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's it's really ingenious. You know what I mean? Like they've got this. Spirit of invention and taking tradition, but also marrying it with innovation and some new ideas. I mean, like you said, the 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 label of this is super attractive and really is evocative of you know something cool and different. If I were shopping whiskeys in the store, Which as I've been often do known to do, and. Uh, you know, I was just going by the label. I am pretty sure that Balcona's Baby Blue would leap out at me. It's a really pretty blue label. It's sort of Tiffany blue, only a little deeper. Right, ooh, yeah. It might actually be the color of Merdina's eyes. Is it? And it has sure. this great, uh, what do you call those corn Stock. corn things? Stock. Corn thing, I'm pretty sure, is the official scientific <laughs> corn term. Corn stick. Corn, corn standy-up thing. <laughs> And you all grew up on a farm. By the way, everyone, just so you know, Merdina spent a lot of time on the farm. All I know about corn, I learned from the Little House in the Prairie books, which is the birds came and ate it, and it made Pa sad. Well, yeah. Pa got sad about a lot of things. Well, he had a rough life. He had a lot to be sad about. Oh, do you remember we were talking, we've talked previously about water. Yes. So this, I, I did a little research on this because we've been talking about water. We talked about New York water and... Oh, uh, and we talked about how um, Teeling, which we're right. a big fan of, Teeling whiskey uses, we think, Dublin uses municipal water. Dublin municipal water, which has been flor fluoridated, fluoridated surely. since the 60s, right. which is why Teeling is for teeth. So Teeling is good for your teeth. Yeah. But back to Balcona, so they use, 
100% hill country Texas spring water. So they do use a local water. That is the base for their, for their I, whiskey. That's somehow... They water the whiskey with that. It's it's spring water from the hills. That's right. I don't even care now if it has fluoride or not. Because I'm just... Now I want to like sit out on my porch on a rocking chair. Right. And I want somebody to be picking a banjo right, or right. some other sure. cool instrument. Should they be toothless? They, well, maybe they are because that hill spring Ooh, water doesn't have, fluoride. doesn't have fluoride. Baby blue, not for teeth, but it is for a summer evening on the porch. I don't know. It could also be for teeth. But you know what it speaks to is this idea of corn that has its origin in the in the region, right? And it has a meaning to the people who've lived there forever. The waters from the area and, you know, going back to where their warehouse is and how it looks and how it's just part mm. uh, of Waco, which is, you know, a, again, a working class American town. Yeah. And that's how it looks. They're not trying to be fancy or romantic. It looks like a place that's doing serious business, turning out a great product. And yet you want to go. I'd love to go. I would totally go. I'm considering a trip to Waco just for this because I can't, I don't know if there's any other necessarily specific reason for me to go to Waco. Well, I think we could put together a whole Texas whiskey tour, don't you think? I, I don't know. This I, may, it may be a relatively, I mean, I, I think that Balcones is part of a whatever uh, Texas whiskey revival. There. Are they at the beginning? Yeah. Of this movement? Very much so. I see. So there may not be a lot of other, there, there aren't a lot of Texas whiskey distilleries. There, there probably are a good number, but they, I think, have been part of the charge to... I see. It's okay. not like Kentucky or... Where there's this yeah. whole history and infrastructure Tennessee and lots of, and, yeah. lots of makers and yeah. lots of competition. There's, there's very little history there, uh, at this level anyway. And so, you know, I was actually listening to a couple of interviews with the, with the guys, and they take a lot of pride in the fact that their distillery and their business and all of that has actually had a role in reviving Waco as a place for people to live and work, which I think is great. I love that. I love that. And I love that this feels very American. It definitely does. And very Texas. So I think, I think they are right in taking pride in that. By the way... A couple of things. Do you, what do you not see on this label? Oh, it's like a little quiz. It's like a little quiz. What's not here? There's no age. There's no age. You That's are right. training me so well. That's I, right. I am learning to look for these things. Now, mind you, I still mostly noticed the pretty blue color hey. and the corn thing. Corn but stick. now I'm noticing, oh, right, information. It's giving me how how much is in there. It yep. says it's the original. Oh, there is the answer. The original Texas, Texas whiskey. whiskey. It's giving you the alcohol percentage, which is 46, is it? Yeah, 46. Sometimes. 46%. Uh -huh. And... It's made from roasted blue corn. That's right. I'm still not 100% sure on what blue corn is, but... It's blue corn. It's not... Well, you told me the distiller is only 10 years old, so I know that it's a young whiskey. Right. It is a baby whiskey. Right. Right. This is... Look, this is... I'm looking at pictures of blue corn. Oh, it's blue. It's blue. They well, that, weren't kidding. That's thus the name blue corn. Google blue corn <laughs> and look at the images. You'll see that blue corn is, is in it? fact... Blue. Actually, in point of fact, although the, it, it comes in a lot of different varieties. So it's blue or other shades of blue. See, look. Look, look, look. Oh, it's really kind of beautiful. Search Hopi blue corn. And it's a whole, it's a kind of kaleidoscope of like purples and blues and greens and things it's like that. It's fantastic. Really You're going to okay. take a picture of the, oh, look at this. I'm looking at a picture of corn that looks like it really every color. It looks like, uh, I don't know, like some kind of a. Uh, old-fashioned science fiction movie control panel 
where you I mean, push buttons to make various who, things happen? Who knew corn could be so much fun? I mean, I mean, who knew you could fun. turn corn to really good whiskey and pour yourself a third glass because American Whiskey Jesus is falling down on the job. And I don't know where Jeffrey is. Oh, yeah. Where is Jeffrey? Now, I turned around the bottle. It's got a batch number and a date. When was this uh, distilled? March 13th, 2018. Oh, I, think it, I think that was bottled then. Bottled. but that, So it was bottled a couple months ago. Yeah, this is relatively newly bottled. It, the only age statement on it is at least six months. Now, that is very, very young. And I read further that some of Balcones uh, whiskeys are aged as much as three years. So they're still at the stage of their business where, you know, the, you can't afford to sit around for 12 years and make whiskey without selling anything. So I would expect... That I, see. I would expect that we will see older and older whiskeys from them as time goes on. It's a really good point. Okay, you're a new distillery. You've got to start selling mm -hmm. your product, creating your brand, making a little money. That's one right. would hope. So you're going to start with your baby bottles. Or you can find, I mean, the fa here's what I love about this. This is a super duper drinkable whiskey. It's great. It's really good. Clearly. And by the way, I don't know if you've tried the Texas Single Malt. It's great. Nope. We'll do that later. But now I want to. And so even though that's not an old whiskey, they've really managed to make something that's extremely good. Really, hmm. really. They've won a ton of awards without without age. So this goes back to my whole thing. Actually, I got into a very mild brawl oh. th this week about uh -oh. some... Uh, it was kind of a dumb thing somebody <laughs> said on Twitter. <laughs> oh, is this a Twitter brawl? It wasn't really a brawl. I'm it was so a, disappointed. I, I didn't have a brawl. I just had a... It was a, a polite... Okay, I have to say though, true confession, yeah. I had a wonderful mental image of American Whiskey Jesus oh, yeah. walking down the street, oh. the mean streets, and getting into some kind of whiskey argument. Whiskey with an E! Yeah, whiskey yeah. with no, no E! e yeah. And it came to blows, and somebody pulls out a bottle and... That sounds like fun. And now suddenly it's a it's a twist. But I'm fight. all about you know I'm all about love and whiskey. <laughs> That's true. So, so that probably wouldn't happen. But some somebody made a statement that I thought was just like uninformed and kind of manipulative. Okay, let's it said, hear it. It basically said the older the whiskey, the better it tastes. <sighs> and I said, and I just said, well, sometimes, well, sometimes, sometimes not. And then did they reply? No, they were cowed by my. Examples by your superior logic. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes. So listen here. For those of you who here, here's the who I'm talking to right this second. Who I'm talking to right this second are people who live with people who think they know whiskey, but don't really know whiskey. Ah. And who make statements like "the older the whiskey, the better it tastes," and who feel a little, a little cowed by that. So right. And because... the, the statement that I want to make to them is this: sim simply this. It doesn't necessarily make whiskey better. It could. It sometimes does, but not always. Right. And I, what I really appreciate about your mentorship yes. in Whiskey University is that you have taught me that I shouldn't worry about what quote-unquote experts say. I mean, I could take the yeah. information. Information is good. Or even what the price is or what the brand is. If you like it, you like it. If you like it, you like it. And I have had drinks where it's supposed to be the greatest, and I drink it, and I'm like, maybe I don't really even like it that much. Maybe yeah. it's too sweet for me, or right. whatever. 
Right. And I've had other drinks where, I don't know, if you had said to me, do you want some Texas corn whiskey? I might have thought, I don't know if that's going to be any good. Does that sound good? I'm drinking it now. It's great. It's really good. And I, I feel like there are probably a lot of women out there whose husbands know like this much of making a very small amount. <laughs> His about, fingers are one centimeter <laughs> apart. Whose husbands or boyfriends or whoever know about this much about whiskey and they say crazy shit like, you know, you got to get the 18-year-old, whatever. They mansplain the whiskey is what you're they saying. Might. They might, they might mansplain. mansplain the whiskey. And 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 so doing, they're they're just it's just not true, right? Like so, I have done, and you have seen, yes, Merdina, you have seen. I have done blind tastings of a whiskey in large groups, the same basic whiskey aged at let's say twelve years and then eighteen years to a crowd to a group. And what you're saying is that the typical mansplainer is going to act as though that 18 oh year God, is- Oh my the 18 is the uh, best thing ever. So much better and I have yep. to get this in the bar even though it costs a fortune. Right, and and I'm not saying that it's not good. I'm saying that when you ask, as I have done, 40 people what they prefer- Oh, what was the result? 50-50, almost 50-50 split between- I love that. The more, the the younger whiskey, good, good, both good, the same good whiskey. Yes. One hung around in a cask for six years more. Okay. And mind right. you, the price tag goes up, the fancy well, level goes but, up. Yeah, I mean, it's a non-linear uh, yeah. increase. I mean, you go from like, in this case, I'll tell you what it was. It was yes. Macallan 12 and Macallan 18. Both okay. really good. Macallan 12, very popular. Macallan 18, also. You're talking about going from an $80 bottle to a $300 bottle. I tried to whistle. It didn't work. <laughs> I think you need to drink more whiskey. I need that. to drink more to whistle. And so this whole idea that age makes the whiskey really, really good is one of the most unnecessary, unnecessary misperceptions out there. Later, I'd like to see the charts and graphs, but tell me more about the crowd. Your 50-50 split, was it male-female? Was it experienced, non-experienced, or was it just all over the board? I'm gesticulating you know, it, wildly. It was, a, it was a mix of men and women. Mm. It was a mix of people who know whiskey or drink whiskey frequently and those who don't. And the whiskey, the people who know whiskey could tell the difference between the 18 and the 12. But that's... Interesting. That's a part... Some of them could. That's a part from preferring one or the other. Because the first thing I asked them was, which do you prefer? And so, you know, the people, just because somebody could tell that it was older doesn't mean they didn't prefer the younger whiskey. It's an interesting yeah, point. I mean, you might find one more drinkable or... Just flavors are different. Flavors are different. So when, when you drink something like the uh, Texas Single Malt that Belconis does, it's not very old. It's maximally three years old. Right? It couldn't be any more than three years old. It's a baby. It's a baby whiskey. And yet, it wins awards consistently. It gets really high praise. Oh, I didn't know this. So yeah. is that part of why we're drinking this? Did it? How did, how did Baby Blue enter well, your life? Okay, so Baby Blue entered my life via my fandom of Balconis in general. Oh, nice. Yeah. Balcon oh, because you had had the single malt. Yes. Whatchamadeal. Yes, yes, yes. And I think I was originally attracted to them because... They, you know, they're they're kind of like right under a freeway overpass. So, anybody who's making really good whiskey under an overpass, I mean, you gotta love that. It's kind Don't of you? fantastically it sincere. Fantastic. It's wonderful because they're clearly about the product, not yeah. about the optics, and there's something very appealing to me about that. 
there's that, and yet somehow they've nailed the optics nonetheless. They found a way to be extremely appealing on that level as well. They do have that because blue I label. Would, I would love to go to the Balcones Distillery and just kind of sit there and sample their, their various wares for a, like a long time. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. As long that as means we have to go to Waco. Yeah, okay. That's all right. I'm willing. Yeah, I agree. For this purpose. Yeah. This is the point, right? They were saying, hey, we're bringing people to Waco for, for all kinds of reasons. Once you get here for the, for the whiskey, you come back for the... Whatever else there is. Yeah, right. Other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about who should be drinking Balcones Baby Blue Whiskey. In addition to just me. Just us. Right. Right. More because than just us. I think we could handle a could fair handle. amount on our own. But I agree. who else? Who else? All right. After the break. Hi, this is American Whiskey Jesus with just a couple of little pieces of information to help you follow us when you're not drinking along with us on our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter by searching American Whiskey Jesus, Whiskey Without an E, of course, and Merdina Flummery. She is M. Flummery, and American Whiskey Jesus is actually American Whiskey J on Twitter because American Whiskey Jesus is too long. But of course, you can also come to the website, AmericanWhiskeyJesus.com, or look for the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, every other place that podcasts are available. All right, let's get back to the show and talk about and drink a little more whiskey. All right, we're back, and we're talking about Balcones Baby Blue Corn Whiskey, which is, I think it's fair to say, something we both like. I think this one's a winner. I I was saying to American Whiskey Jesus during the break that I didn't know what to expect from this whiskey. Um, I've mostly had scotch. I've had Irish whiskeys. I'm not a big American whiskey aficionado yet you get there the bourbons and whatnot yeah so you told me texas corn whiskey i didn't i didn't know if i would like it but i was open-minded you poured me a glass it's delicious it's really good so here's the question i want you to mentally survey the people in your life okay i'm doing that mentally survey and also i want you to create stereotypes around those group those people into stereotypes no problem (laughs) done all right and now i want you to describe for us the people who you think should be drinking Baby Blue, Balcones Baby Blue Corn Whiskey. I would like to serve Balcones Baby Blue Whiskey to my most uptight, preppy dressing, private school tuition paying mom friends. Right. Because I have lady friends. We lunch. I'm a lady who lunches. Sure. What do we drink when we lunch? We drink wine. Wine, wine sure. They order their Chardonnay. If it's summer, they they go they on the wild side and right. order their rosé. Yeah. If no one's looking, they drop an ice cube in it. Right. No, I'm, t- I'm sorry. I want to order these ladies some corn whiskey and say, get out of your comfort zone. Have something else. Right. You're going to love this Texas corn whiskey, and they are not going to s- expect it. They are not going to see it coming. I agree with you. I agree with you. And what what do you think what do you think the impact down the line on their lives would be if they drank baby blue instead of, you know, Chardonnay with an ice cube in it? I think they're <laughs> going to <laughs> I was I was sidling up to the microphone. A little sorry. I did a little shimmy. A little shimmy. It's possible little I did a little Clinton-esque. baby blue inspired <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Oh. A little baby blue inspired shimmy. 
What were we talking about? What will happen in their lives? What beneficial downstream consequences will there be if they uh, drink baby blue corn whiskey instead of Chardonnay with an ice, <coughs> an ice cube in it? Instead of Chardonnay with an ice cube. Yeah. They are going to have a little more fun at lunch. They should take an Uber home. They should. And I think they're going to realize that they can enjoy something that they didn't expect. I I have experienced that there are a lot of women out there who stick to their wine or their cocktail and they don't see whiskey as something that they should be ordering or they don't know how to order it. Right. They don't know how to enjoy it. There's something whiskey about whiskey that's sort of dudish. Yeah, think? and I'm I'm that's fine. I mean, it's okay on for the, the surface. It's okay for the men to enjoy their whiskey. Yeah, I do not whiskey. begrudge them that. Yeah. But they should not start mansplaining and making the ladies feel bad about ordering some whiskey. Let me ask you a question. Sure. In uh, a, a different part of your life when someone could have mansplained something to you, mm-hmm. would you have been uh, put off by a mansplainer telling you, for example, that you know you got to order the 18 and not the 12? Or would it have made you have thought, like, just screw the whole thing? Sure, I yeah. think that's absolutely true. I think, uh, look, look, I like the alcohol. So if somebody had offered me whiskey by putting it in my hand, I would have happily sure. enjoyed it. This I believe. But if I was in an ordering situation, and let's say I'm looking at a menu, I'm trying to, I like whiskey, what should I order? And there's some dude telling me, get this, don't get that, don't get the Macallan 12 because you should get the Macallan 18. It might make me say, you know what? I'm just gonna go flip back to the the pretty mixed drink menus and no knock on the pretty mixed drinks. I enjoy it all. But I'm with you that I don't want somebody making me feel bad or weird about what I might wanna order. I think that's great. That should be on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> All right, so Merdina Flummery is going to make up some t-shirts. t-shirts. I don't Mer- feel bad about, about what, what I... I, I know, we got to work on I that. I don't know, I'll have to work on we'll the wording. Work on that. What we're trying to do is simplify it here. Yes, and honestly, if you just open up the drink menu and there's a long list of whiskeys... Just point to one. It's probably fine. You can take a you can take a swing. But so if you if you just look through, I, here's what I will pledge to everyone. Okay. If you just look through the titles of our podcasts, I guarantee you that you will find a whiskey that you will like, or at least that it'll be good, and you can decide whether it's worth trying. Right. Our because our goal is not to bring you the latest and greatest. It's not to find the world's finest whiskeys. It's not to point out the ones that only the f- fanciest connoisseurs of whatever the hell thing. It's no. nothing like that. It's no, to, none it's, of those. It's to point out whiskeys that you're probably going to like and that you can drink. These are accessible, accessible whiskeys. whiskeys. But they're also excellent. They're not crazy expensive. Should we talk about that for a second? Sure, we can talk about that. And I just want to say, yeah. but they're interesting. You can't just get them anywhere. So you might have to work a little bit to you find can't. the bottle. It, but if I, I go back to my statement that if you have a big liquor store in your town, a Total Wine or BevMo or something like that. You're probably good. And I'm sorry, you can order this stuff online. Order, yeah. I know that the laws vary, vary by different states for what you can order and what you can get delivered to you. So I don't I don't know too much about that. We live in liberal California, so we're pretty good right. on we're getting good. our liquor delivered. 
it's it, okay. So, but my point is, so this is so baby blue is, um, I think it's about fifty dollars. Okay, maybe a little and less, it's a forty-five. Good, Actually, it's a good, let me so look on Total Wine and, and validate that price. So Total Wine. I mean, it's not dirt cheap, no. but it's an accessible price. Baby blue. Let's see. He's on the Total Wine Total website. Wine. Total Wine. If you would like to sponsor us <laughs> and would, send us some free liquor, we will gladly drink we it. Will, we will drink it and talk about it. Yes. Maybe not on a podcast, but we'll drink about it, drink it and What's talk about it. What's the price? $46.99 for a bottle of Balcones Baby Blue, which is I mean, 46 something or other. Yeah. I would spend that on groceries for the kids what? that they don't need to eat. I would spend that on something related to your feet. A tea? No, I'm sorry. You think I? You think I wear forty dollars shoes? I don't think so. Oh uh, right. I, I mean, I might wear yeah. a forty dollars t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, I know it's more than forty. On like a random was, Tuesday thinking, while I'm cleaning. I was thinking of like a sock. Yeah. Okay. Socks. Forty dollars socks. No. Merdina, be fancy. She is fancy. But no, sure, forty something dollars for this big old bottle of whiskey. I'm looking at it. We've only gone down a, a tiny fraction. 25%. And we are drinking heavily at the moment. The two of us, and we're doing okay. Right. We're doing great. That's the point about a bottle of... It's an important point to make, which is that a bottle of whiskey should not be compared to a bottle of wine. No, no, no. Okay, don't get me started on the bottles of wine. I was at Trader Joe's the other day, stocking up on frozen meatballs... And, and rice bags. Rice bags and I don't know what Flower else, whatever the hell else they sell at Trader Joe's. And I bought a few bottles of wine. So I'm looking. There's a couple of like, oh, I know I like that. I know I like this. It's fifteen dollars. It's eighteen dollars. Sure. It's good wine. I like wine. I go home. I open it up. I open up my sixteen dollar bottle of wine and I have a glass. And I'm thinking to myself, I just drank a $4 glass sure. bottle, glass of wine. <laughs> it's math is hard. And you really got to finish that bottle tonight. It's like, a, it's like a ticking time bomb. Oh, my God. It's so true. Now, if you're the lady who lunches and you yes. get the rosé or the chardonnay, you right. pop it in the fridge, it tastes pretty good tomorrow. But you get your red wine. It's fucking it's summer. Terrible. That's right. And it starts breaking down. It never tastes as good the next day. It's never that good. I don't care how fancy your cork solution we, might we, be. We have a theory here. Yes. What was the theory? Which one? We have so many theories. No, oh, because why you should buy whiskey instead of wine. Well, because if you buy a bottle of whiskey, it never, ever goes bad. If there's an apocalypse next Thursday. I'm ready. As long as the, the bottle doesn't break. The uh, whiskey's fine. Whiskey's there for you during the apocalypse. (laughs) And as long as you last, which you've heard my apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tell tell you guys what Merdina has made, a point that Merdina has made to me a a strangely high number of times. (laughs) Abundantly clear. Here's my thing. In case of apocalypse. of, Of whatever kind. I want to go out in the first wave. So... Nuclear war, you want to die in the blast. Yes, blast, zombie apocalypse. I want to go be out first. before things get too weird. Here's the thing. You want to be the, like, like the, you want to be the nurse when the patient zero zombie That's rises me. up out of the bed and like bites your arm. That's me. 
I am not a survivor. <laughs> I am not a fighter. I just, I want to go out gracefully and well, quickly I mean, in the first wave. Getting your arm bitten off by the first zombie is not that graceful, but I guess compared to what happens later. You know what? Later. Put a bottle of whiskey in my other hand right. and I'll get through it. It's fine. So Merdina is saying that should there be some kind of apocalypse, she won't be here taking the whiskey supply down, which, if you know her, is a good thing because she will make a dent in the whiskey supply. Whatever uh, there is to, to be taken, she'll, you know, if she's not here, there's more for the rest of us. I'm doing my best. I will say this. You're making me think now. On our scale, our rating scale, we've mm -hmm. talked a lot about yes. how do we talk about these whiskeys because we are not into tasting notes. Tasting notes are hard for us to explain or understand. We are not toasted vanilla kind of tasters. You know what this tastes like to me? Yeah. Texas corn whiskey. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it tastes great. And you know what? The more I drink, the better I feel. That's so right. I'm not so worried about the tasting notes, but... Where, what were we talking about? We were talking about the ago? apocalypse. Oh, the apocalypse. I'm back. Right. If it's the apocalypse, mm -hmm. and I have to, you know, I'm going gently into that good night. Right. I don't want a bottle of rosé in my no, hand. Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. It would not be enough. There is no. not enough rosé in the apocalypse. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> wait, I think you should say that a different way for the t-shirt. There's not enough rosé for the apocalypse. There is not enough rosé for the apocalypse. That's right. No. Drink whiskey. I'm going to take some whiskey with me mm -hmm. into the apocalypse. I will drift on a whiskey cloud <laughs> into oblivion. No problem. I, I, boy, I, I think that's the basis of a future religion. I am okay with that. I will sign up for that. I will be a Sunday I school you're teacher. I think you're the, uh, you're the patron saint of that religion. Now, I can't help but at some point, American Whiskey Jesus turned the bottle around yes. and I'm reading the back of the bottle. I'm one of those people who reads copy when I see it. Sure. Does everybody do that or no. is that just some me? Some people are illiterate. I... <laughs> Nobody. So they just look at it and go, what are these no. symbols? Okay, I'm one of those people who drives down the freeway reading the fucking billboards, whether <laughs> I want to or not. So I'm reading the back of the bottle. I am learning a lot that this is made from roasted heirloom blue corn. I don't even know what those words add up to. Well, it's to. roasted. That's pretty straightforward. Okay, so it's cooked. Yeah. It's heirloom, so yeah. it's old. I don't know what heirloom means. It's blue, so it's blue. We've and it's covered that. Corn. Blue. Okay, territory. sure. It's a it's made from a rich and oily maize. Rich and oily. A couple of boyfriends of yours. Have been Sounds rich like and a oily. couple of the men I've dated. Yes. But um, and it uh, keeping the freshness and verve, etc., intentionally youthful. Does that not describe Mardina Flummery to a T? Intentionally youthful. Intentionally youthful. That's I'm right. going to add that to my Twitter profile. I think you should. Um, okay, let's talk about the the scale that we established last time. Okay, I don't remember. I'm, I'm a gonna, little... I remember. This is a question of what you would do. Under what circumstances would you drink this whiskey? And there were several choices. Okay, I think okay. we've established I drink it during the apocalypse. During the apocalypse. But there's other choices. Okay. One, would you drink it to stave off thirst? Yes. Yes. Would you drink it? Would you drink it? Would you pay for it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. At 40 whatever bucks? $46 a bottle. Come yeah. on. And Okay, would you pay for it and, and take a slight fork poking in the arm? <laughs> okay, 
Ow! American Whiskey Jesus is literally stabbing me in the arm as he speaks. My fingers is not. On the other hand, he's stabbing me, and I'm drinking. So I think we've established the answer to that question. Okay, so yes. So you you would take a a poking in the arm. I would take a mild poking in the arm in order to enjoy this beverage. Sure. Yeah. I think that we have found a whiskey that Merdina really likes. I like it. I like it too. I think it's a great whiskey. I think that um, there for people who are like big whiskey nerds, they will like it because there's a lot of flavor to it. Well, and it's got a little bit of a story. It's got a story. It's not your ordinary whiskey. It's like, I'm sorry, it's from Texas. It's That's blue right. corn. It's God got, damn it! It's just got an drink attitude, it. This, this whiskey. I like it. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in a second. But I want to I want to set the stage for further discussions on the thing that you just said, which is which is story. Oh, every whiskey should have a story. I bet every whiskey does have a story. Well, the better the story, the, the better the whiskey. Oh my god, I love I mean, that. Now sometimes story is just kind of like nonsense, but story is really important, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it doesn't make it, up for whole... bad whiskey, but I don't know though. Tell me the right story while you give me a bad whiskey. I'm probably okay. Yeah, I hear that. If it's the apocalypse, I'm going to drink it. So. I think that the story behind this whiskey is great, as you said. Yeah. You, you pointed out it's an amazing point to make. Yeah, you got your corn thing. Yeah. Well, and it's not just that. It's these three guys and their, and their team. They, they did something that had not been done in a long time. They created something new. They brought life to a downtown area of a, of a, a working-class American city. It's great. It's very America. That's it makes right. me proud to be an American sure. by way of Scotland, by way of Ireland, by way of Canada. Canada. Yeah. But I'm still an American. Through and through. And I'm proud. And you should be. And if you are an American who wants to try whiskey that isn't everybody's, you know, it's not on everybody's list. It's not the thing that's in everybody's cabinet. I would acquaint yourself with Balcones Whiskey, which is out of Waco, Texas, because they have a whole range of great stuff. The Texas Single Malt, I think we should drink that at a later date. I'm ready to try that. I'm very curious now. And and the Baby Blue, but also they have something called Brimstone. Ooh. They have a thing that's a sort of a whiskey that's uh, called uh, Rumble, which is based on fig and sugar and all these oh weird things. Oh my God, I so want to drink yeah. that. And uh, and more. I mean, they have a lot of great stuff. It's inventive. It's Holy innovative. cow, yeah. I had no idea. I mm. want to try all of those. I have some of, of the those. Rumble at my house, if you know. Okay, I'm going to come over yeah. later then. And fig, and, you had me at fig. You had me at fig. <laughs> uh, and so I think that a lot of people out there are going to enjoy this whiskey. Absolutely. I would pour this for my uptight lady friends. I think that's a great idea. And say, you know what? You're drinking Texas corn whiskey, bitches. And and your cool lady friends are going to be like, yeah, I get it already. I got it. I'm already there. I am am all over this. I'm enjoying this too much. And that's probably a good note for us to end on. (laughs) Merdina, do you have anything last words to say about Balcones Baby Blue Whiskey before we sign off? All I'm going to say is, I'm drinking it, I like it. (laughs) Profound (laughs) words from a profound woman. This is American Whiskey Jesus. And Merdina Flummery. And Merdina Flummery. This has been Drink With Me. We'll talk to you next time. In the meantime, Slanja, have a good time.
Yahoo! Now some men take delight in the drinking and the roving But others take delight in the gambling and the smoking But I take delight in the juice of the barley And courting pretty Jenny in the morning bright and early For sure ring dum a doo dum a da Whack for the daddy all Whack for the daddy all There's whiskey in the jar Mushering dum a doo dum a da what for the daddy-o, what for the daddy-o, there's whiskey in the jar.